0: Well, it's here. It's finally Easter, the most glorious, the most joyful day of the year for the followers of Jesus Christ. Because on Easter, more than any other day of the year, we celebrate that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Would you say that with me? As if we were meeting all together at Ben Franklin Institute? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus rising from the dead proves, it proves that Jesus was God in the flesh, that Jesus was God with us and God for us. That said, this may well be one of the most disrupted Easter's of our lives. I grew up in a Christian family, and I'm nearly 100% certain that there has not been a single Easter of of my life when I wasn't in a church building on Easter Sunday. Proclaiming that Christ is risen. COVID-19 has disrupted our lives. Nearly 1.7 million people that we know of infected with the coronavirus. Some 103,000 people have already died. This last week of Holy Week, Over 45,000 people in our world died because of COVID-19. And every one of those numbers represents a human person. And every one of those numbers represents a family missing a loved one this Easter. And we know that for most of the world still, it's going to get a lot worse before it's going to get better. And we know many of us are afraid for ourselves or maybe for loved ones, maybe for parents, maybe for grandparents. We have fears of losing our jobs if we haven't already lost them. We wonder what's gonna happen to our careers when we didn't manage to graduate or we're not able to finish our, our laboratory reports. There's so much fear and uncertainty that COVID 19 has created in our world. But that's not the worst part. We know that the marginalized, those without health care, those living in the favelas and in the slums of our world, those in refugee camps, are going to suffer far, far worse than we can imagine. And for us here in Boston, four weeks into the pandemic, and we still have waves of uncertainty and waves of fear that unexpectedly wash over us. But in spite of all of this, Easter is not canceled. Easter was not canceled by the plagues of the early church. It was not canceled by the black plague of the 14th century. It was not canceled by the Spanish flu. Easter was not canceled by world wars. Because Jesus rose from the dead on the first Easter, death cannot cancel Easter. Easter, in fact, cancels the power of death just like on that first Easter Sunday. The last two weeks, I immersed in the gospel narratives of the resurrection. I looked at at Matthew 28 and Mark 16 and Luke 24 and John 20, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a chronology of what actually happened on Easter Sunday from very early in the morning to the evening. I wanted to figure out what happened and what order it happened in to the best that I could. And so I did. I, I, From reading the gospel accounts themselves, I wrote up a chronology. If you want to see what that is, you have to email me for it because it got too long to put into this message. But in the process of kind of sleuthing out that chronology of events, on the first Easter Sunday, it started to dawn on me that there were some messages that were repeated throughout the gospel narratives that were repeated a number of times. And then I started to wonder, what are those repeated messages in the gospel narratives? And might those repeated messages have something to say to us this Easter? And so I want to share with you this morning four messages of the first easter for us this easter four messages of the first easter that speak to us this easter in COVID, 19. the first message that is repeated um referenced at least five times in the gospel narratives of easter sunday is this do not be afraid and then the flip side of the coin Receive the peace of Jesus. Do not be afraid. Receive the peace of Jesus. There was plenty of fear on that first Easter. The disciples and the followers of Jesus were all afraid that all their hopes had died when Jesus died on the cross. There was fear when Mary and the other Mary went to the tomb. And they saw the angels, and they were afraid. The guards were afraid, so much so that they fainted. But then the disciples were afraid. The two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they were afraid that their hopes had been dashed. And then the other disciples who were in Jerusalem that evening were afraid. They were meeting in a room with the doors locked because they were afraid of the religious leaders. And then, when Jesus actually showed up that evening, they were afraid that they were seeing a ghost. What are you afraid of this Easter? A lot of us understand fear, maybe in new ways. There are so many things that we've been afraid of during this pandemic. There are so many anxieties that we have had. There are so many what ifs. The message of the angels to the women at the tomb in the face of their fears was, do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen from the dead. The message of the angels on the first first Easter was, do not be afraid. And then Jesus shows up, and three times in the, the resurrection narratives, Jesus says the same thing. Peace be with you. I don't know what your particular fears are this Easter. But the message of the first Easter still speaks to us this Easter. And it is this. Do not be afraid. Christ is risen. Receive the peace of Jesus. The peace of Jesus is a peace that passes understanding. Normal peace in this world is when the situation gets better. When things are settled down, then we have peace. But the peace of the risen Christ is a peace in the midst of the storm, a peace while the sky is falling, a profound calm and confidence and shalom in the midst of the storms of life. This Easter Sunday morning, would you receive the peace? the profound peace of Jesus in the midst of these storms. The second repeated message in the gospel narratives. Um, No surprise, it is the central message of Easter. Six times it is referenced in Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, and John 20, and it's simply this. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. If you, like me, were raised in a Christian family, it's possible that you've actually trusted that truth your entire lives. But that's not actually where most of our world is coming from. I had a friend in one of my churches, um, one of my past churches, who was actually a leading, well-known, leading atheist in our region. And he started hanging around our church. He said he had this kind of vague feeling that something was missing. And he wanted to see for himself firsthand what these Christians were about. Christians that even included his own mother. And so he started hanging around the church and we got to know each other. Um, he, had, he was way cooler than me. <laughs> he had street cred that I didn't have. So I just liked hanging out with him. I actually got to the point, I just really liked this guy. And so we would go on walks. Sometimes we would just talk about, like, Thoreau. Other times we would get into spiritual conversations. And at one point he asked me on one of our walks, he said, Bill, do you Christians really, really believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead? He died and then he came to life again? And I was able to share with him confidently, yes, we Christians actually believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus. And I was able to share with him some of the reasons. I shared that we all believe historic events happened that we never saw with our own eyes. We believe they happened because there were witnesses who reported that they happened and they were credible witnesses. So, none of us saw that Julius Caesar crossed the Rubicon. But we believe that Julius Caesar crossed the Rubicon because there were witnesses there who reported it, and we trusted those witnesses. Even though we didn't see them ourselves, we believe that these things happened. But, we don't believe in zombies. We have stories about zombies. We can talk about zombie apocalypses, but we don't believe in zombies because there are no eyewitnesses who were credible, who are credible, who have reported that there are actually zombies. So we don't believe in zombies. And then I shared that we actually, and this is true, we actually have more eyewitness testimonies to seeing the risen Christ than we have for many, many events of ancient history. We have more eyewitness reports of people who saw the risen Christ than we have of people who saw Julius Caesar cross the Rubicon. But then we have to ask, are these, these testimonies, are these witnesses credible? Are they believable? Here's the amazing thing. If the disciples had stolen the body as some kind of resurrection hoax, I'm pretty sure that in the face of, face of torture, at least one of them would have cracked. At least one of them would have said, yeah, 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 we did it. But every witness who saw the risen Christ went to their death affirming that they saw Jesus Christ risen from the dead in the face of horrific torture. Not a single one recanted. So the reason that we believe in the resurrection is there are credible eyewitnesses who gave their lives saying that they saw the risen Christ. But then I said to my friend that there's actually... More than that, based on the historic evidence, the eyewitness accounts, I told him, based on those, I also have a testimony about the risen Christ in my life. I told him that I have personally experienced the loving presence, the guidance, and the wisdom of Jesus in my own life. And I'm pretty confident that many of you listening to this Easter message have also experienced the living Jesus Christ touching your life. And there's an Easter song that I think we sang almost every Easter as I was growing up in the church. And it goes like this. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives? He lives within my heart." I hope every one of you listening to this message knows how powerful is the evidence for the resurrection, the actual resurrection of Jesus from the dead. We can be confident that Jesus rose from the dead because of the eyewitnesses who gave testimony, and because of the testimony in our own lives. And this central repeated message of the Easter narratives in the Gospels, this is the one that changes everything. This changes everything about how we live our lives and how we see the world. You want to know why? Because the power of God that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is available to you and I for the things that we face in our life and for everyone who is a follower of Jesus Christ. So the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 3.10, I want to know the power of the resurrection. He's crying out, I want to experience that power of the resurrection. I want to live in that power And then in Ephesians 1 19 and 20, Paul prays and prays that we will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. The same mighty power, Paul says, the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Christ Jesus is risen indeed, and the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within you through the Holy Spirit. And that changes everything about how we live our lives and how we see the world. Well, the third often repeated message in the gospel narratives of the resurrection, this one actually surprised me. But the more time I spent flipping back and forth trying to create my chronology, the more time I spent doing that, the more I saw that it was there. At least seven times it is referenced in the gospel records of Easter at least seven times we are told that Jesus rose from the dead, just as he said he would. And, quote, according to the scriptures. Matthew 28, 6, the angel says, Jesus is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Mark sixteen seven, again, the angel says, go and tell his disciples. He will meet you in Galilee, just as he said. Luke 24, verse 5, the angel says, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you? And then Jesus continues this thread when he speaks to the two on the road to Emmaus. And in Luke 24, Jesus says, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses Prophets and the Psalms, then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. The resurrection narratives go overboard to make this point that Jesus rose from the dead just as he said that he would, and that Jesus had to fulfill everything and did fulfill everything that the scriptures said concerning him. What might that mean for our disrupted Easter? You might think of some other things that it means, but here's what came to my mind. If Jesus can fulfill everything that he says, even prophecies written hundreds of years ago, if Jesus can fulfill everything the scriptures say about him, if he can rise from the dead, just as he said, then news alert, Jesus is in control of this world. You're not going to hear that in the media around us. There's not going to be an Easter alert. By the way, Jesus, we figured out Jesus is in control. But if Jesus can bring about everything just as he said, COVID-19 is not in control. The government's not in control. Our scientists are not in control of our destiny. So we're certainly not in control of our lives. Eastern News Alert Jesus Christ is in control of the world. And if that's true, can I encourage you to devote more energy to listen to Jesus first and to trust Jesus most in your life about what's going on? In this time I've shared with you before that that the Lord convicted me weeks ago and said Bill I want you to listen to me first before you turn on the news and read about the coronavirus can I encourage you to do that because if Jesus is in control what he has to say matters more than what anyone in the world might say about what's going on in the world will you Make it a commitment of yours every day before you listen to anyone else that you listen to Jesus first and trust him the most. So I sit down and I open up my Bible. Right now I'm in the book of Psalms, which is where I usually go when there's upheaval in my life. And I read a portion of scripture and I ask the Lord what he wants me to see there. Take out my journal. I write down any impressions that I have. And then the third thing that I do is I I set my watch for 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes and I say, Father, help me to wait upon you and to hear your voice. If Jesus is in control of the world, let's listen to him first and listen to him most. So let's get some rhythms in our lives where we do that throughout this pandemic. Well, Do you want to know the um, most referenced message of the first Easter? This one didn't surprise me for its content, but it did surprise me by its prevalence. The most repeated theme of the first Easter was referenced at least 14 times in the chapters of the Gospels about the resurrection. And it is this. Go and tell others that Jesus is risen from the dead. The angels told the women to go and tell. Mary told the disciples. The two traveling to Emmaus rushed back to Jerusalem to tell the disciples that they too had seen the risen Lord. And it's exactly what Jesus said to his followers to do that evening on Easter when he met with them in the locked room. In John 20, 21, Jesus says to them, after he says, receive my peace, peace be with you, Jesus says, now, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. If we pay attention to each of the other repeated messages of the first Easter, and we neglect this one, we will have failed the risen Christ. This is not a secret for us to keep. Can you imagine anyone on the first Easter seeing Jesus risen from the dead and not telling anybody? And hiding that fact? This is not a time to keep this a secret. My prayer is that for years to come, that we will hear testimonies and be part of baptisms where person after person after person says, you know, back in COVID-19, this Christian told me that Jesus was alive. And it was during COVID-19 that I gave my life to Jesus. Can we find ways, creative ways to share with our friends and our family and our coworkers in the midst of COVID-19 that we trust in Jesus more than ever before? As so many people have so many fears about so many threats, can we share that because Jesus lives, we experience the peace of Jesus, the profound peace of Jesus in the midst of uncertainty and suffering? We can let people know that our faith is not in our health and it's not in our wealth. Our faith is in Jesus who is alive, who walks us through this and through every other crisis. We can bring scripture to the forefront of our conversations. Wouldn't it be amazing if we would decide to every day share something with somebody else that we have seen in God's word? We can text prayers to our friends and family. And not just to those who are believers, but also to those who don't yet know Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we can give away our federal stimulus checks to people who need them far more than we do. Or we can invest them in businesses that are struggling because of the economy. We can reach out to those who are on the front line. We can send words of encouragement. We can, when we go by the workers in the grocery store, we can thank them. We can tip really, really well the people who are delivering our food to us. We're spending a lot more time at home. Why don't we look out our windows and pray more for our neighbors and our neighborhood? And speaking of our neighbors, we're spending more time at home. This is a perfect time to go and greet, go and meet our neighbors. And just say who you are and tell them that that if there's anything that they need to please ask you. And it may take a while, but it may just open the door someday for you to be able to share with them that Jesus is risen from the dead. And this is a time, this is not a time to hold back. This is a time to, to be bold in our love and our affirmation and our care and concern for others. Jesus has sent us into the world like God sent him. We are Jesus's hands and feet during COVID-19. Now is a time for us to sit with those who are fearful. And now is a time to care for the suffering. As God sent Jesus, Jesus has now sent us into the world this Easter. Famine and war had recently afflicted the city of Caesarea. So that when the plague hit in the early fourth century, the populace was already weakened and unable to withstand the additional blow. The populace began fleeing the city, one of the largest in the Roman Empire, for the safety of the countryside. However, in the midst of the fleeing inhabitants, one group was staying behind, the Christians. As the bishop of the city and historian of the early church, church Eusebius, recorded in his church history, he recorded that during the plague, all day long, the Christians tended to the dying and to the burial of countless numbers with no one else to care for them. Christians gathered together from all the parts of the city, a multitude of those withered from famine and distributed bread to them all. Eusebius goes on to report that because of their compassion in the midst of the plague, the Christians' deeds were on everyone's lips, and the people glorified the God of the Christians. Brothers and sisters, hear the repeated messages of the first Easter for you this Easter. Do not be afraid. Receive peace of Christ because Christ is indeed risen it is a historic fact it is a truth in our lives so live in the power of the resurrection because the same power of God that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you number three if Jesus is in control so that he can cause all things to be fulfilled just as he said then let's listen to Jesus first and trust him the most. And finally, who will you tell that Jesus is risen? Will you tell someone today? Will you tell someone tomorrow? Would you find creative ways to proclaim, to announce, to share that Jesus Christ our Lord is risen from the dead? So here's the deal. This COVID-19 test will pass, it will pass. The question before us as followers of Jesus is, will we pass the test? My prayer is that after COVID-19 has gone whenever that might be that the christians deeds will be on everyone's lips and that the people will glorify the god of the christians brothers and sisters christ is risen he is risen indeed let's now continue our worship in the name of our risen Lord, amen.